0: (laughs) (laughs) oh god just all right yeah i have to start it with uh kuya Logs uh october 20th 20th yeah i thought this was gonna be an intro where i didn't okay where i remembered the date so uh the starter was just uh a little bit of an asmr action so this this is me hmm Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) good ass coco so uh it's it's a cold right now like um we have a bona fide typhoon headed our way we're actually in um la niña which is i don't know what the what the uh term there is in the western civilization but in here uh, la niña means like a season of rain be like um it's a it's a it's the opposite of a drought because here we call it El Nino. And uh, La Nina is the opposite. Wherein it's like just continuous raining. You know. And uh, actually what is the temperature right now? 25 degrees Celsius. Oh that's nice. Or 7-8 deg- degrees Fahrenheit. Now that might not be cold for you guys. Over stateside or like west. But in here. It is very fucking cold. Like you know we it is a common occurrence here to use tank tops and not just like regular tank tops because uh that's the difference between an asian and uh a western tank top let me just drink one more cocoa right here mm. hope that sounds better than this tastes <laughs> but uh anyway so um so the difference between an asian and uh and a western tank top is like Right now I'm I'm wearing um not really a tank top but a sleeveless shirt right and uh, the cotton is smooth it is very uh thicker than what you would usually wear an asian tank top is just like skin wrapping it is tight it is very tight if if you can't see the nipples then it's not asian enough you can see the outline of the nipples when you wear it then it's not fucking asian enough so uh but it's still made out of cotton so it's, there's the difference to the layers of cotton because, again, it is really, really, really hot here. And uh, not just hot, you know, it is humid, right? Because I think I, I talked about it the, the other day or, like, the other episode. It's basically, um, yeah, just fucking, there, there are two seasons, Tagulan and Taginit, and that translates to season of rain and season of heat so uh half of the year it's just pouring rain the other half is just searing heat so you can just imagine right um you know how it is like after it starts raining and then the sun is starting to shine or like no um the opposite of that is when there's a really hot day right before it rains like have you ever noticed that like usually when it rains before the the sun is really hot and and the heat is just there. You know, it's it, it ain't moving around. It ain't um, you know, you're scrambling for a fan, and that's when you know that you know it's a, uh, it's gonna be raining soon, and uh, so the opposite of that would be like after it rains or like when it rains on a hot day, or like it didn't rain enough, so like all the heat on the road is just dripping. With a uh, freshly rain and then it starts to evaporate and sometimes that evaporation sticks to your skin and uh, makes you all sticky and shit and you think it's sweat but it's actually sweat. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Anyway, so right now it is fucking cold here, twenty five degrees Celsius, and uh, gotta say, it'd be like I almost forgot. <laughs> I almost. I almost forgot to make an episode, and I was so proud, right? Because the last time I started a, a solo podcast was a, uh, you know, it it ended after the seventh episode, and and before it usually just about me talking about um gaming things, right? Gaming, movies, and then whatever, and then eventually, um, it it got to a point wherein it is hard to uh maintain stories like you have to keep yourself updated and i'm just not in it you know 24 7 i'm not i'm not really a, not in the gaming but rather the uh the news about gaming right because usually you're just playing or like you're doing shit or you have a nine-to-five job and uh that's actually what i've been doing <laughs> that's the majority of what i've been doing right now it's um not not the job but you know doing the pre-employment shit and uh cocoa incoming mm so uh, I've been I've been passing forms right left and right, and and you know doing government forms is hard enough. Doing it during COVID is just you know throwing a paper airplane and hope it flies long enough because it is you're fighting for the intention of the government right in in a time where in you know people can't work or like you can't really talk to to someone so you have to rely. And I would rather fucking sit my ass in line. I would rather, like, in, in our process right now here in the Philippines, it's like I would fucking sit my ass in line for, like, five hours. Like, I, I would get there 5.30 and, and end my transaction at 10 a.m. I would rather do that than send an email. You want to know why? Because at the end of that five-hour suffering... It is done. It is officially done. Whatever you need to do, well, of course, if you if you do it right, right. Um, whatever you need to do, it is fucking done. And you know, even if there are some complications, because I don't know if this is an Asian thing or like a Filipino thing. It's like um we have a common saying and then ditoanai or like well, you're already here. So uh might as well, right? You know, so they don't like ask you to come back as much if you fuck up the they would rather wait for you to do the form. Uh, yeah, what's him not or like you know, just just finish it right here. And uh yeah, so we're still kind of old school like that. So uh yeah, so at the end of that 5 hours suffering of waiting uh getting for a queue or like uh, the the queue the the number stub. I would rather do that because because that is sure. Right? Um, with an email, you're not even sure if they're going to fucking read it that day or if they ever read it at all. So that I was actually pleasantly surprised because I was filing taxes, you know, um, or rather, um, the, I don't know what the fuck the equivalent there in the Western world, but here we call it the regional district office. So that's where, um, that will be the office that will handle your incoming tax, you know, and usually that's where the place of work, but they changed it to like where you place, where you uh, live. And they also change it to the point because uh, right before, I, I, I forgot the year, but there was a time where in employers it were able to do that. And now it has to be the taxpayer themselves. And clearly that is a problem because my RDO is like a couple of, Thousands of miles away because it was in Mindanao and Luzon. If you're not familiar with the topography of the Philippines, it is really, really far. (laughs) Um, You need a plane to go there, Um, which, of course, I cannot do. So, um, I also heard from from my sisters that they also changed the policy. You know, if you were gonna transfer the RDO or the Regional District Office. You'd have you you can now go to the new one because before you have to file it in the old one because that's where your records are right old school I know um you'd think you think they're a main source of income right which is the tax that they get from people you'd think that w- that would be the first to be modernized, but anyway um yeah so so. Uh, that, that was before that you have to go, and then they said that you have to go to the new one. So, okay, fine. I searched for the new one, and it was in this mall. And then I searched, like, reviews of that place. And they were all saying, like, 5 a.m., they they lined up. 10 a.m., they are still in line, right? So, um, I, <laughs> and I wasn't sure, like, if you were going to file it on the new one or the old one. I wasn't sure where to file it. And then I'm like, I don't want to stand in line for more than five hours just for them to say, oh, no, you got to file it on the old one. And what my sister, you know, your sister was wrong, blah, blah, blah. So I decided to uh, call the uh, the uh, island office or whatever. <laughs> um, and then they, uh, they said, um, I asked, can I send it by email? And then they said, okay. And then you know, I I was I was pleasantly surprised when they gave, and and I was actually fucking, because like uh. You know, Bisayas have this accent. Or in, you know, example E, right? E, the sound of E, is that an E or is that an A? Because if it's in Bisaya, sometimes that's an A. A A A A E E. So, you know <laughs> I'm sorry, if you're listening to this and you're beside, I'm sorry, but that's just how the way it is. As much as you make fun of of people from Manila or like, you know, people from uh, wherever, the 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 big cities being like Conios and whatever, it's like, hey, you get some shit wrong too and, and that shit's confusing. So uh she was the, the the girl who answered the uh my call was trying to give me the email of the person I should send it to and i was like can you spell it can you can you fucking spell it it goes like o b i a or like o g i a o d i a or or something like that And i was like can you spell it and then she was like o b d and i'm like d d as in god and i'm like g like d d like, oh my god so so that was fucking hard and then i i doubted it right i doubted what she gave me was was legit so i actually had to search in facebook right this this person and i had to make sure that that person was a uh, in a uh, in 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 the t- the tax office so like i feel like a fucking star, just typing her first name and then going like oh i mean uh wh- what do i remember what letters do i remember and then just typing that and then yeah I, I was fucking wrong the first uh name that i got was fucking wrong so i sent it to her um i emailed her and then i sent it and then i was able to work it out and uh i asked my uh employer it was like hey can we do this because usually those types of tr- transactions come with a stamp and uh it didn't come with a stamp, <laughs> cause, cause it was done through email, um. And then uh, the the person that I asked to hasn't replied yet, <laughs> so I don't know if that's that's gonna work. And they're trying. And there's like a couple of offices here, like my social security, um, some some loaning uh, facilities or offices that you do you are required if you are going to work, um, because it it handle, Oh, was that a voice crack, Jesus? I think that's that is cue for another good cocoa break. Mm mm mm. Anyway, yeah, that that that. If you're if you're wearing headphones, that must sound weird. Oh yeah, and and I tried listening to uh, my podcast, and and. It certainly sounds different when you're using headphones or when you're using um speakers. Cuz my voice sounds a little bit more flat when it comes to speakers, but when I when I go into headphones, then it sounds better. So I don't know, maybe it's the mic I'm using. Uh for the next episode I'm going to try a new mic. But that mic is essentially a little bit more sensitive. It's for recording and shit. So what I did now is I increased the volume um farther than than what I used to um but anyway so back to the offices right so there's a couple of offices that i've been dying that i've been trying to submit shit there and uh the first two had this um no contact uh, policy so if you add a transaction with them you can't actually go to the office you have to like file fill up like a request form and then submit it to them and then we'll contact you what they told me was like three to five business days it has been three to five business days and they haven't contacted me so i don't know i just emailed my uh employer and i was like okay there's something wrong here um it might not you know pan out the way um it it it, can it be delayed you know because of course with with these times fucking covid you can't really do shit but now i'm thinking maybe i should just fucking go to a different office you know maybe because you know the the thing with uh living in a in a city near Metro Manila, right? It's like a lot of metro Manila it is it is more like a like a state than it is an actual city Metro Manila. so like there are multiple cities inside of it, and all, all of them have their own uh ruling or like their own rules with regards to uh working so like you might go into uh, an office in uh las pinas which would require them to all work from home to like some place in makati which you can work there provided they do the, like the the masks thing and, and stuff like that so I'm, I'm i'm just thinking like maybe i should fucking go to a to a freer office right um so i did that and then um as i was going home i realized it's like oh shit i'm gonna i'm i'm actually on. You know, one of the office that I was uh, targeting to to get my forms in, I was actually planning it for, like, tomorrow or, like, another day. Um, But it's actually, you know, on my route home. So, I just stopped there after, like, two offices that that did the whole, like, pass the request form. And then we will call you. Fucking annoying. That. (laughs) Like, there's no assurance that we will call you. But, you know, essentially, we're pulling everything to the fucking backlog and then just going through it one by one. So... You don't know how far yours is down the list, but anyway, so th- there's two fucking offices, and then I just went there, and then, and then for fucking five minutes I got what I need, and that's it, five minutes, I got what I need, and this was a uh, for Filipinos this was PhilHealth, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, has been in the news lately because uh, they've stolen fifteen million was it fifteen million or billion pesos or essentially pocketed which is also stolen stealing so uh stolen (laughs) fucking hell so uh you know i'm I'm not saying it's it's a good thing i'm just saying they were the one who were able to give me exactly what i want for five minutes versus the other ones i'm just saying (laughs) maybe you know some part of that 15 million went somewhere (laughs) no i'm kidding but anyway so that was um that was a load off my back you know just uh, another office that's uh out of the checklist um go, sorry cocoa break again mm. it was really good cocoa like I learned I learned a bit late like in my twenties already that if you want good hot chocolate lessen the water like if you're using one of those powdered things um because the usual uh, procedure here is like fill in the the whole glass and then just dump the chocolate in and then mix it, right? And I'm like just lessen the water. Because I, I watched a YouTube vid. If you're not familiar with uh, You Suck at Cooking, um, he, uh, he uh, made tips about instant ramen. And he was like, if you want it to taste better, the recommended amount of water that they usually give sucks you, you'll essentially get like a watered down um ramen so what you should do is probably cut it by about twenty percent or thirty percent and you'll get a fuller flavor and uh that's that's what I did with this cocoa so now it, it just tastes more chocolatey. Um I should fucking cut down on the sugar man I did my blood test and uh I found out that I have hypertension <laughs> Um this was from last year where I found out that I have gout. And I'm telling you, man, as like a guy of uh twenty-seven years old, I feel fucking old. <laughs> I feel I feel fucking old like with this one because they the, the doctor finally said it. You have to take maintenance meds. Um diet won't cut it any this time. And he was actually fucking convincing about it. He said two things that convinced me that kind of make me shake it off. Right first of all I'm not really that worried because uh you know with my with my ankles and my back I'm essentially taking physical therapy which is the maintenance meds of the you know <laughs> of the body world so uh so there so it, it's not plus it's a pill right like it's easier to take a pill versus a you know doing PT but anyway um what was that so yeah so he said a couple of things that kind of made me like, okay, yeah, fine, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. No more, no more, you know, uh, hiccups or no more, like, uh, disbelief, I guess. He said is, one, um, it is genetic. Well, at least in my case, right? Hypertension and gout. It is genetic, and when he checked at the, the readings, um, my sugar is normal but it is borderline and and this doctor is kind of you know better at assessing uh genetics because uh he's also the cardio of my mom and dad so he knows right the the medical history of both of them and as well as one of my sisters and he was like yeah it's genetic and and you might ask yourself like if it's genetic why is it like popping up now why is it not you know, like when you're a baby why did you why weren't you diagnosed with a hypertension um and then he said, when it comes to genes, the good genes are the ones that that's pop you know that pop out during birth. They're the ones who like you when you were a kid, right and as you grow older, that's when the bad genes start to to creep up, especially when you've got miles on your body, so your body isn't as healthy as it was, so maybe you know. Uh, your natural defenses uh versus these things or like the you know hypertension and gout don't work as good as no more um and as well as your general lifestyle which is in my case is apparently shit (laughs) my uh sickness are all coming out but it's there and it will come and and what you do just pushes it back but eventually you will hit it right so um I guess that's a double-edged lesson, to be like be as careful as you can, but at the same time, you know you gotta indulge a bit, right? You you're never, you're never you're not gonna stop it. It will come, right? So, you know it's good to have something bad from time to time, right? As long as you can fucking manage it. Cocoa break. Speaking of, right? Because um, while I was working like. Uh, when I was uh looking for like workout vids, and uh, there was this one guy who was talking about diets or, or whatever, is the reason why the cold, oh shit, am I getting closer? Is this too, was that loot too loud for you? But anyway, the reason why the cold shoulder dieting technique doesn't work, um, wherein you try to hold off, you know, certain types of foods and and stuff like that. The reason why they don't work is because they force you to do that diet right and sometimes that could be for you right but if it's not then it's usually because again you're trying to hold yourself back. So there are two types of food right uh, the food for your body and then the food for your soul. So the food for your body should always serve your body but the food for your soul is for your psyche right and and if you keep trying to hold back, if you keep trying to stressing yourself from holding back, then eventually you will break. And the amount that you will eat when that moment breaks or when, when your discipline breaks will probably be bigger than when you just allowed yourself to indulge because at that point you're already reaching your limit. So your your body or rather your brain has to fucking compensate for for like you know, missing out. And uh Yeah, it was like So you got to let yourself indulge, you know, you still have to control it. Like you don't let yourself like eat every fat, fatty, unhealthy thing, like for a whole day, you know, just maybe for a meal or or something like that. So uh, my thing is caffeine and and coffee, right? So I can go a whole day without eating like chips or any junk food as long as I get my morning coffee. I I need that. But I'm not going to be one of those person like, don't talk to me when until I've had my morning cup. I'm like a fucking asshole. That's what. But yeah, so uh No, I'm not like that. I just appreciate the coffee. I've been taking it black ever since uh I was diagnosed with gout. Because way before that, um what I like to take with my coffee is uh I don't know what the fuck you call it in, in the Western people place, but in here uh we call it condensada, which is like condensed milk. There we go, fucking hell. <laughs> cool it. So here we fucking call it condensed milk. And uh, I'm sorry, this cocoa is just too good. I can't wait for it to like, get colder or something like that. Um, which is apparently high in fucking fat. So that tripled my uh, cholesterol count. And that triggered my uric. Because cholesterol hinders uric uh, breakdown. Or purine breakdown. Thus resulting in a higher uh, uric count. I'm sorry if like this is all I can talk about if you if you fucking listen to me for for my gaming expertise <laughs> uh you're not gonna get any here because I haven't really done much gaming, but anyway um there so uh ever since um i've been I've been digging my coffee black and i I gotta tell you it's an acquired taste, much like you know how like people don't like that, but much like beer or any alcohol it is it is an acquired taste it will suck during the first few weeks but i believe especially like when you brew it yourself um you can like if you don't use the the drip coffee machine you know if you like use a a v60 or like a mocha pot i haven't tried a mocha pot though i brought i bought one i think i talked about it before or like uh yeah a a french press you can kind of taste the nuances and the differences right you can make it you know if you don't like the super bitter taste you can just you know dilute it a little bit more but anyway that that's the fun that i see in brewing coffee um but yeah so uh so there and uh the fuck where what the fuck was i going with that jesus i'm sorry it's like all over the place so yeah so i I was fucking diagnosed with a hypertension and it's fucking genetic and then my doctor was said look at that blood sugar um you're still in range but it's borderline that's diabetes waving to say hello which i also uh, learned before that my diabetes was genetics because my mom and my dad have one and uh there we go so uh yeah, <laughs> i just hope i crossed 30 before that starts to uh peaking soon because jesus like 2018 sciatica bad back 20 not even before that 2017 was uh when i found out that i have the fucking flat feet 2018 was the sciatica year um 2019 was the gout year and now it's fucking hypertension year the fuck man jesus it's it's just coming all at once Um, so what I've been doing that is not responsible, I don't know, um, I've watched, uh, watched a little bit more Breaking Bad, finished, uh, season four, um, currently in the middle of season five, spoilers, I'm gonna fucking talk about spoilers, I'm sorry if you haven't watched Breaking Bad yet, but Jesus Christ, like, what happened in season four, um, admittedly I got spoiled with, uh, what, what happens to Gus. Gus and i was actually but i was actually thinking that he was going to be because he 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 looks like two-face is the picture that i saw before watching that episode and i thought it was going to be like something chemical right because they've been playing with like hydrochloric acid and i thought it was something to that effect but when i found out what it what it was actually man jesus right like that was amazing. That that scene was amazing, and I was actually confused at the start of uh season five, cause I thought like, so you killed the bad guy, he killed the big bad, right? You killed Akuma, or M Bison, and then you have another season to go. Like what the hell, right? Is that just mostly about cleaning up and 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 stuff like that? And then I realized, oh shit, Mike is still alive. So I thought, oh shit, okay, this is gonna be like, how can you run from Mike, right? Because with Gus, um, with how Walter approached Gus, right? And for people who have already watched the series, thinking I'm like stupid for thinking this. First of all, I know, I know what the fucking ha- happens, you know, in in later episodes. I'm just walking you through my my thought process, Coco And I thought, anyway, so so back when I still think that. It, I thought it was it was Mike that was going to come back. Um I thought that that it would be like yeah, so so when it comes to for uh, Gus Fring or or the other ones, the the fight has always been strategic, right? How can we Walter has always been trying to leverage uh Gus's need for him until eventually um Gus couldn't hold it anymore and then you know because Gus is always planning ahead, right? And essentially, you know, it was just a battle of the minds, right? And then I think the dynamic with Mike would have been different because unlike the fight with Gus and unlike, what was the first one? Tuko um, or uh, whatever, um, they've all just been either super cerebral or muscle. Mike is both right you can't out muscle mike because he will fucking beat you to the ground or or whatever and he's uh he's he doesn't have the moral code right he he's just a guy who does things so what needs to be done he does it right but at the same time he is also a planner at the same time he's also smart so i was thinking like could have been like a good um like in batman like the dark knight rises with bane right it could be something like that until you find out that bane was was being used by someone else, um, which sucks because the comic book with Bane was also kind of a strategist. But anyway, uh, that's a different thing. So, uh, so I thought it would have been that, right? And then slowly you start seeing that Mike uh, Walt wants to fucking cook again, and then he's becoming a bit more methodical and a bit more, you know, smarter as it is. And then you realize, like, oh shit, he really. You know, like, with what happened to, like, Gus, he became Harvey Dent, he became Two-Face. This guy is also like Harvey Dent in a sense, like, he he fucking lived too long. You know how that saying goes? Die a hero, live long enough to become a villain. So he just fucking lived too long and, and essentially is, try, is now turning to be a villain, right? And now that I think about it, it is fucking genius the way that they were able to do that, right? Because... Because at the start of it, you were very sympathetic to Walt. He did some very questionable things and some outright, you know, stupid, uh, no, not stupid, evil things. But you knew that he had a purpose. And then slowly they took that purpose away from him until it just became about pride, I guess. And and it is fucking genius. I think they did it better, of course, because they had the benefit of be- becoming a series versus a movie, right? But I think they did it better than Joker because you're not supposed to make Joker the hero. You're not supposed to sympathize with the Joker. You know, the Joker is bad as much as Batman is good, right? And And if you make Joker a little bit more too sympathetic then Batman just becomes an asshole, right, for, for beating up a guy who's just, you know, just society did him wrong. So he needs to have that heinous act. And I think they failed that in that sense because you can still kind of understand why Joker got fucked up and you can still kind of sympathize with him, right? Walter White, in other in other hands, or in other, you know, in another, on the other hand, there we go, Jesus Christ, but anyway, uh, on the vault. Uh, on the other hand, it is a case of, I understand, but fuck you. Right, I understand oh, how it led to this, but fuck you. Right, it, you you shouldn't have to fucking understand. It is, it is something to the, uh, I don't know. I don't know what else. Uh, what what's a good example of that? Wherein you you make a hero and then just have him slowly become an asshole, right? I think BoJack did that, but they did that for all their characters, and you didn't outwardly hate each one of them. You just see that each one of them was fucking flawed, except Todd, you know, or Aaron Paul or Jesse Pinkman here, because man, he's good. He's fucking good. Like I think I think breaking bad gave him that fucking training so that when he was able to become todd who is also like a a, a little bit of a shit right and and um you know a, like a, a wasted potential type of character but at the same time he still has that fucking heart He is the moral compass and and he plays such a good moral compass in in that series and you know at the very least like he still has that that rage but his rage is sincere right his rage is because he was mad walt's rage is because he was not getting what he wants and those are very two very different things and i, I i'm at to the point where in um i'm at that episode where jesse realizes that uh who actually took the cigarette and i was like ooh they coming for you boy like and i know i know i think it was around two or three um when when they announced that he went into remission when i realized that walt's gonna die you know if it if it's not gonna be something else it's gonna be the fucking cancer right because there you would not set up a remission because that takes away the the character's motivation early on uh, especially when you have, I I guess this is also the reason why that it would have been better if I followed this series versus um, right now where in, oh shit, you know, this happened, but there's still three more seasons. So how's that gonna, you know, so like right here, right? I think it was season two or season three when he went through a mission and I was there thinking like, okay, so he doesn't have any motivation to do shit now. And then boom, you know, just fucking difference and then that's when i realized like oh okay the cancer is gonna come into play later on i guess um and then just fucking thinking about it it's like there is no way no fucking way that he gets out of this one it is like a like a what was that pablo escobar no um Scarface. I think I think it's that type of situation, right? I haven't actually fucking watched Scarface, but now I kinda wanna watch Scarface. Um because of that. Uh that scene wherein they were watching Scarface. And I'm like, I, I, I am familiar with that scene so much. The uh, Say hello to my little friend. I I was so familiar with that scene, but I haven't actually watched the whole movie. I even played uh Scarface on the Wii. You know, when when Scarface became a, an open-world game on the Wii. I should fucking play that. Um, and I guess that's what the movie's gonna be. But I don't really remember uh, that much about it. So, uh, yeah. It's just mostly uh, Breaking Bad. I started playing Mass Effect Andromeda. Um which, which made me remember like, oh God, yeah, I promised to boycott EA, but then I realized that this could probably well be the last Mass Effect game in a long time, you know? And and I'm like, I want to try it. You know, because it's so Mass Effect, and I, I want to try and see how much of a shit game it was. And I think I played it up to the point where and you realize what the bad guys were, you know, that collector moment in, in the old Mass Effect. And I stop playing because i think i found another game to play that day or like but anyway so right now I'm, I'm just going through back through all of it and man i do have to fucking say like i i both hate and commend ea for doing that one engine thing i think they did it before uh capcom tried doing it because capcom is also trying to do like what they use for like the resident evil uh i think that was a was that Unreal? I, I don't know. But they're trying to make everything like one engine so that it's easier to port, right? But EA did it first with a uh, DICE, with whatever Crytek engine. I forgot what engine they used for, uh, for DICE. But I think that started with like Battlefield 4 or 3, wherein, you know, people saw that first scene in Battlefield 3. And everyone just went wild because it was so realistic at that time. And it tried to attempt uh, ray tracing before the technology existed, right? So, uh, yeah. So, anyway, um, I do commend them because th- between that and uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, when when you zoom everything out and you see the environment and the characters, when you zoom everything in and it's, you know, more or less whatever's par for the course, right now in in video games but when you zoom everything out just seeing that depth and the uh the lighting it is amazing like it is it, it looks good i will give it that it looks fucking good and it makes me makes me wonder makes me actually hope that because the reason why i started playing andromeda in the first place was because there was going to be rumors of a uh, mass effect 2 and 3 or like rather the trilogy being remastered um and i kind of want to make the i kind of want to see if they could if it, they could do that with like the the battlefield engine and uh yeah i'm waiting for that so but now i gotta fucking finish this this one first um I remember my criticisms with Mass Effect. It's like because Mass Effect uh two and three, they were like normal stories. Like when you're thinking story wise, okay, big baddies are coming, what do we do to prepare? And and that's basically the story of it. So there there isn't really much depth and, and lore, but the beauty of, of Mass Effect has always been like with its characters. With with you know hanging out with Garrus and Tali and, and stuff like that, even like Zaid, right? It has a very fleshed out uh character base, at least for the main ones. The DLCs uh probably early on, uh later on. But yeah, for at least for Liara, Garrus and, and Tali, and even Ashley too and, and Caden to some effect. Like they were all very fleshed out so that when you interacted with them that memory sticks to you and and they were diverse enough you know for them to stick by you so what i'm trying to say is like it is a very character driven game right and and the uh, the the game sticks with you because of of those characters not so much the story all right um you don't talk about the moments in the story like that, as much as you know, just talking about like you know when when the, when Garris goes like I need to do some calibrations, or like I should go right, and and yeah, and and it has to fucking nail that well, especially with its social, uh you know, social. No, nah, I was I was supposed to say social, social link. <laughs> That's a persona thing, and then there's there isn't really a social link system in there. Um It is more like. How a visual novel does it, right? It's fucking talk to someone after a mission, and the most, you know, the more you talk to them, the closer you are. There isn't really any nuance to that, except maybe Jack in Mass Effect 2, um, wherein you could fail that route completely. But anyway, um, yeah, so it has that social dynamic to it, wherein you choose the answers and then you get the response and whatever. Um, it has to get that well. And andromeda is kind of the opposite of that andromeda because when when you're when you're playing the original trilogy right it came at a time the the series started at a time when gears of war really did for third person shooters what call of duty did for first person shooters like it fucking popularized it to the point wherein everyone wants to be like that You know, so you get your alpha protocol, your uh, binary domains, you know, that type of shit. And um, what was the other one? SOCOM, the one that goes into Saudi Arabia. So cover shooters became a thing because of that. And then Mass Effect, for all intents and purposes, was kind of like that. Um, It was also kind of a cover shooter because I guess if they turned it into a first-person shooter, then it would have to compete with Halo. But anyway... So it it was more of that, right? And they actually did something cool with the first one where it it was more about it was it was more of an RPG than it was actually a shooter. You have infinite ammo. You just need to it it just overheats. So kind of like uh the active time battling system of like Final Fantasy or like RPGs. They did that but in gun form in that sense because you can you can always attack. Oh, I'm sorry. Wrong, wrong wording. You can, you can, yeah. Actually, that that's kind of right, right? That's uh, you can. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I think I need a cocoa break soon. But anyway, you can always attack, just not every time, right? You, you need to choose your moments of attack, especially with the type of gun that you can bring, and you can actually use every type of weapon. It just matters on how you level up your character, that changes. You know how you play, which is much like an RPG because you have classes and stuff like that. Um and, and then some classes can use certain types of weapons, but you can actually brute force it and just give your character like a skill point in this weapon, even though it doesn't necessarily go with that particular type of class. But I digress. Anyway, so um it was actually more of an RPG, and then Mass Effect 2 kind of did it what uh Resident Evil 4 did for Resident Evil wherein it made everything a bit more action-y and to the point a bit more casual because you have this set pieces it's more action oriented it is more squad based ish combat versus the rpg types that you get in in the first one um, case in point you know they they made ev- they lowered the the field of view of the character they they made it more narrow and at the same time they gave you ammo you know, so it became a little bit more like a shooter at that point. And the Mass Effect 3 tried, tried to do something. Um, they tried to go in the middle, but I think it gave up too much and it just felt a little bit more samey um with Mass Effect 2, which is by that point, again, it wasn't the issue. You know, it worked. You know, the the, the system worked. There weren't there wasn't a beauty to the gameplay, it wasn't like MGS five, right? But it worked and mass effect uh here with andromeda it is way more better in terms of gameplay i don't really because it changed it right it changed it completely with how you with how you play the game you know and thinking about it it was actually kind of counter counter to what the the media or like what the mainstream is doing right now because with the popularity of Dark Souls. So people started thinking like, okay, there might be this thing wherein you can make it like extra hard, but you give more control to the player, kind of like Dark Souls, right? And games just started becoming slower, started becoming methodical. And so you got games like that, uh, Star Wars, game god of war turned into that way from like uh, a character action and uh starting to think of more games mass uh no 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 assassin's creed you know essentially turned into a dark souls clone so out comes this game who did the complete opposite from like a cover shooter it just became a shooter so you have more mobility options you had more you know the the covering wasn't a as big of an ideal when you could just sh- jump in and and move across the level or like the battlefield and at the same time they they kind of uh removed the the class system like you start with the class but by the end you can play multiple classes and i think that, i actually think that's kind of smart because that was the the pathfinder essentially did you know he wasn't just one guy he was like or he does he didn't just have one skill set he had all the skill sets and then he just switches to them you know move, uh time time and again actually now i think thinking about it that first level was kind of good you know like how what happened in like mega man x cuz like when you were introduced to zero in mega man x he was like super fucking cool right and then by the end of the game you became like zero you became as strong as zero so that was your motivation for getting stronger. You wanted to be like him. And Mass Effect Andromeda, they kind of did that, but with the dad. The dad was the original Pathfinder, and he could. He was a veteran. And then by the end, you know, the 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 mantle was now passed on you, or like the end of the first level. It was. It's now passed on you, and now you kind of have to work your way to where your dad was and and then that was your motivation to be like as strong as the dad gameplay wise right and uh cocoa break so anyway i've been playing that um yeah so the gameplay is is definitely better but for now, or for what i've experienced the the characters that w- you're with liam and stuff like that aside from their inherent curiosity like oh who's this guy oh he's like this or like oh shit a female Turian. you know like once that magic fades off then they become bland they don't have distinct characteristics to them um but there are some, I'm talking about PB, that are, like, over the other side, right? Wherein they just have to be this thing. He just has to be this quirky uh, tech girl who would rather jump into ruins and, and stuff like that. So it's all over the place versus, you know, someone like, I guess the, the most direct comparison would be Liara. But I think, you know, because they're both Asari and they're both, like, uh, those... uh studious types but I think the better um comparison would be Tali because Tali was more lively she was more hands-on and stuff like that and and I don't know there was just more to Tali than there is to PB at least from what I could see. Um I also installed Forza Forza Horizon 4 which is this racing game and I appreciate how fucking well optimized it is for the PC and that is my case for buying original games right not saying i pirate yo ho <laughs> kidding but anyway um that was my case for like buying original like at first your game will not run smoothly but over time with patches and and stuff like that it will be and you can get the patches earlier if you bought it originally so uh horizon is just so well optimized for uh for Windows of course because it's made by Windows and or by Microsoft. But uh yeah it is just l- looks so good. I don't have RTX or, or stuff like that. I, I can't afford that shit. But it'll just look so good. And yeah, I'm I'm keeping it in my system just in case I, I want to race and just looking at the cars, man. I'm actually torn with like choosing between first person and and third person view. Because like third person, you could see everything, right? Especially the car that you're driving. But at the same time, you kind of want the immersion of uh the first person. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm I'm fucking torn with that one. And yeah, so that that's it. Mostly like Forza. Oh, and I gave up. I gave up on on Detroit. I gave up on Detroit Beyond Human You know, because I was talking about like playing that game for like a while and I found out I found out if your PC if your PC did not have more than a quad core, like four cores, your frame rate is fucked. Because when I realized what I realized is like when I was playing the game and I was looking at the 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 task manager or like the resource manager uh monitor or whatever. I saw that it would always spike 100 on the CPU, but zero on the GPU. And I was, like, fucking confused. Why is it not running on the GPU? And then I realized it's, like, because it is a poorly optimized game, even after its fucking patches. So there is no way that uh, I could run that thing because sometimes it will work well, but... There were times where after you played a level or like a scenario, the game would fucking crash. And I cannot have that. Like, it fucking 2020. Jesus Christ. It would just fucking crash for no reason at all. And it is not even just a good crash wherein it just shuts down. This is the crash wherein, like, it sticks to your screen. So you kind of have to pull out the task manager. But at the same time, because it's blocking your screen, you can't really see What's happening to the fucking task manager? So that sucks as shit. But anyway, so uh, I started. Um, I I re refunded that, and right now I'm thinking of, like, what to buy with it. I bought the uh, Company of Heroes, uh, two bundle, because it was sale on on a Sega day. Um, but I guess I still have, uh, a, a bit more there. But anyway, so, there's no way that I can fucking play that now. Unless, unless they release, or rather, unless I play it on the PlayStation. But at the same time, my, my dad is playing Days Gone again, so I can't really use the PlayStation. And, uh, oh, and I found out, like, in Animal Crossing, um, I, I think there's a point wherein the game pauses in terms of, like, your, your island, wherein, you know, the weeds or, like, the flowers, I think there's a certain point wherein it fucking pauses. Because, like, I was expecting my island to be, like, shit. Flowers overgrown, weeds all over the place. And, yeah, it was kind of like that, but it wasn't as bad as I anticipated. And now, now I'm thinking, like, maybe, you know, there's a point wherein, like, okay, it's 10 days, he hasn't logged in, we don't want his island to look like shit. So, uh you know stop the the progress of like the the plant life and uh so that when he gets back he's still left. i don't know what to feel about that though like of course it's nice to have that convenience right but at the same time like come on that that's probably what one of the reasons that will drive you to keep on working back once you've returned because if you like checked in if you like peeked at your island be like oh hey everything's still perfect you're you're most likely gonna close the game right especially a game as shallow as as new horizons compared to the older ones wherein you don't really have that much things to do um or keep coming back to so anyway just just seeing the island and and doing that and Talking to the characters again, it's like, "Oh God, I missed this! I miss this so much, and uh, yeah, maybe it'll help with my blood pressure. hey, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I started to uh take also a little bit more less coffee and I started to uh take maintenance meds right now. It's fucking weird though it's fucking taking the maintenance meds anyway, whatever um, yeah. So I guess that's it. I uh, only have like fucking 5 minutes left. Oh yeah, right. So I was fucking wrong about, you know, fucking doing that uh no, no gaming thing. I actually fucking played a couple of games right now. But uh yeah, so it's mostly just breaking bad. I'm dr- going to try and finish the series before the uh, after the next one and then I'll give my full thoughts on that series as a whole. And I'm actually thinking of watching uh BoJack again. You know, just watching BoJack and then knowing that Todd, in my head canon, my fucking head canon, like Todd and then. Of course, I still have to see how the series ends, right? Jesse, Jesse and Todd are like so much alike. They're so much alike. But anyway, like Todd is just a little bit more happy and then Jesse is just way angrier. And I can't wait to dive into the uh, RTV details. If you're not familiar with like RTV details, I um, mean, this is sub where it's a subreddit where essentially they look for um, not Easter eggs, but more of like, oh, this happened because of this. But little did you know, if you look at the background, that was actually because of this. So like the name, it's just little details that you otherwise would not have given thought, but they still play so much. To, like the overall story of the game or rather the series and i want to dive in deep on that because it has so many callbacks what i wanted to find out is like the color theory of uh breaking bad because i don't know there are some moments in there is like walter's wearing a pink oh sorry for the pop there oh sorry for that other pop i should not be facing the mic but anyway so like there's this moment where in like Walt was wearing pink and then it was so pink. And then, like, yeah, col- for some reason, there are some moments of that wherein the colors are so pronounced. And I'm like, there's a meaning to this. Some nerd must have deciphered it long ago. And I kind of want to read on that, but I don't want to fucking spoil myself. Um. Yeah, so I guess that's it. Do, do, I don't think I still have enough time for the segment. Because... uh. It's fucking three minutes and I need to keep it just a bit over an hour, but not not too long because I have to reach the forty-eight MB limit of the uh the, the provider I'm using. So now I have two minutes left. So what can I talk about in like two minutes? If I had a fucking food that I could eat right now it would probably be tacos just because i've been watching something mexican you know heavily mexican themed shows for me but uh yeah i've been spoiled by good ass tacos because like before like in the philippines my most uh, experience with like tacos would be like pancake house which is your typical american style taco wherein the the shell is hard and you put in the ground beef and then you know whatever condiments but i've been spoiled with like one of these uh quote-unquote authentic tacos wherein it's like a soft tortilla and then it's just a meat and then you're essentially eating like a dumpling like a manually you know held a big ass dumpling and it tastes great man my, uh, my thing is uh, the carnitas, the, the barbecue. Not barbecue. Is it barbecue or steak? Pork. Like, if it's well done, it is it is so good. And I would just add in, like, a shit ton of sauce. What I'm thinking right now is actually a cilantro. It's a, it's a chain here in the Philippines, which is actually kind of good. They have good-ass beef nachos as well, but you have to eat it fast because the cheese just when it gets cold it just solidifies to a do to a crisp and it, it isn't as good as anymore um but yeah i would i should definitely go back to eating tacos and there we go fucking an hour just left so i'm not going to do an end segment anymore at least for now because you know don't have the time to talk about it and i'll see you next week so this has been KUYA's Logs, October 20, 2020, episode 8. Finally broke that barrier. Thought I wasn't going to do it, weren't you? Fucking late. Because I'm, I'm doing so many things. I need to find out the schedule, my new schedule, once uh, I start working so that I can plan everything else. You know, I started working out in the morning now. Because usually I would wake up at like 10 or 11 in the morning and i need to wake up earlier right so what i decided is like i move my workouts earlier in the day be like 7 or 8 a.m just really the moment after i wake up even before having breakfast and that became like my motivation to stay up but anyway um yeah october 20 kuya's logs thanks for listening